We feel like we've given some of the Star Wars movies short shrift when it comes to their rating, because the Hsui scale has changed over time, but after over a hundred episodes, we feel like we've really fine-tuned it. So this year we will be revisiting all of the Star Wars movies in order from the highest Hsui scores to the lowest to make sure that our Hsui scale has been properly calibrated and giving another chance to some of those Star Wars movies that may not have fared too well on our first review. So first up, Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Boy, oy, 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 oing, Joseph. And that's, and that's our new way we say hi uh-huh. in our uh, new year of podcasting. This is our third year of podcasting. That is really crazy. <laughs> uh, right? Or I guess one. No, yeah, that's just that's is, true. Yeah, like this will the, be the beginning the, of the third year. The number of the year is the third of them. <laughs> this is our third season of How Star Wars Is It? Yeah. I don't even know what the first episode of the third season is going to be or if we've already recorded it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think we did and we didn't realize it. Like, what so is we're a giving season? It, yeah, know? we're giving it... I made the seasons a uh, year's worth of episodes, I think. Oh, on oh our... we literally have a definition of what a season is. <laughs> Technically, yes, because like Got when it. you when I upload them, it's like, what season is this? And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, the first year was one, second year's two, I mean, and I guess look, this one's going to be like, three. We're post-lost. We're post-networks. Yeah. Like, we're, we're the, the British model and the American models have completely merged. We're, we're mm-hmm. post-fleabag. You know, yeah. all of these things that we're defining what a season is. It, it could be anything. It can be anything, and for us, it's it's in it's just indeterminable. It's yeah. forever. <laughs> it's forever. But, uh, but this hi, is how listeners. Star Wars is it? It's the only yeah. podcast, as it turns out, and it's mm-hmm. the podcast where we rate and review uh, anything. It could be a movie, mm-hmm. a TV show, whatever, um, a, a drink, a person, sure. but not of how like none of that thing's quality, but of its quantity of, of Star Wars. Wars. Characteristics. Right. <laughs> we take everything Star Wars, books, movies, TV shows, all that. We put in one big Star Wars chili, and that's a ten out of ten. So yes. we are starting a new project, which you heard in the cold open. We are going. We are going back and watching all of the Star Wars movies again uh, for business, not for pleasure. Yeah, no, it's it's pulling teeth, frankly. <laughs> and we're going to re-rate them if they need to be re-rated. Uh, but some of them, like this first one, yeah. because we're starting with the highest rating we gave, which was we gave Return of the Jedi a ten out of ten. Yes, because. We felt um, like the most confident in our high scores. And then like yes. thinking back on ones that we gave like fives and sixes, we were like, well, we've given like, you know, yeah. food that high of a score. So maybe right. we should revisit these. And, you know, you mentioned the perfect 10 out of 10 is the chili of everything Star Wars. But there is one other thing that we have established is a perfect 10 out of 10. And that is this week's topic Return of the Jedi. That's true. We should honestly just be comparing everything to Return of the yeah, Jedi. We could the really, <laughs> we could really shorten our intro if yeah. we were just like we compare things to Return of the Jedi because it's the ten out of ten. <laughs> right. 
I man. So, so I guess this for this episode, first of all, I am. Uh, I'll, I'll show my hand a little bit, but I am not interested in lowering this score at all. No, this this absolutely <laughs> will remain a ten out of ten. Yeah. I think this is sort of just to set our benchmark, so we can yes. so we can know going forward, like what we remind ourselves, what is a ten out of ten, and how do these uh, other movies stack up, yes. and how Star Wars they are versus. Yep. Return of the Jedi. You know what would be smart is record all 11 of these episodes within like a week or two and <laughs> then space them out as we said, one one per month. But like the only problem with that is <laughs> 11 months from now, we'll still be talking about yeah. being in quarantine and God willing, we are no longer in quarantine by December. <laughs> and also we have issues recording a couple weeks in advance and then terrible <laughs> stuff happens and we're like, oh right. shoot, should we talk? Well, <laughs> right. we can't really talk about it because it already happened two weeks ago. We already recorded. So like, who knows what 11 months would be? Yeah, right. We, we'd, we'd release an episode and people would be like, wow, they're not even talking about the downfall of uh, the United States as a the, nation. This the is crazy. horrible tragedy. Tragedy that happened. They didn't even. They didn't even talk about the the ten legged giant ants. That crazy that thing st- where um the 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 prince Prince George was in a hot air balloon that looked like it was going off course for a while. <laughs> it was it, he he was reenacting Balloon Boy. Um, <laughs> you know it's funny we're we're predicting things that are going to happen in the future and that is a little peek behind the curtain. We will be doing that as our game this week. We're going to be making oh, yeah. some predictions. I'm kind of excited about but, that. But so, so yes, we're talking about Return of the Jedi again. Okay, so I I listened I re I did end up re listening to our last episode on. Oh good. I listened to the only the parts that uh, applied for about on one and a half times speed, which was funny listening <laughs> to us talk that fast. So I'm going to try not to go over all the stuff that we already talked about, right? Sure. But I did notice some new stuff. Um, another another thing that's pretty Star Wars is we have a, a, a difference in pronunciation with Jabba and Jabba. So like yes. right out the gate, we have the Oz and the Az. <laughs> um, the first note I wrote was, it's so dumb that it's another Death Star. Ha, ha, ha. Like, right <laughs> out the gate. Also, Mike, here, here's the thing. We're not lowering the score to, of 10 out of 10. But I know you joked earlier about how it was like pulling teeth to watch these movies. But, like, and I it, was so profoundly uninterested in this movie this time. When really? I, I was incredibly bored the whole time. You know what's funny? And I had the exact opposite experience. Really? With my recent is... rewatch of Rebels and then a recent rewatch also of Rogue One, which of course we'll cover later. But um, I've just been like so, so brainwashed by Star Wars that I'm just like, anything, give me anything. Give me anything. Well, and like, this is supposedly my favorite Star Wars right, movie, but this right. time around I was like, eh, is it? Like, uh, I don't know, man. That's funny. Well, you know, the first note is. I wrote down while watching it, because I just went ahead and watched on Disney Plus instead of getting out my Same. second disc of the, the widescreen special edition or full screen. I can't even remember. I think it was full screen special edition. The second disc is the original theatrical release, so you mm, don't get all sure, the bullshit sure, sure. in it. But I was like, eh, I'll, I'll just turn it on Disney. And the first note I wrote down was contains tobacco depictions lol. Yes. And then I was like, wait, I feel like Josiah talked about this. And then when I listened to the episode, I was like, oh yeah, okay. So we've already talked about that. That was the first thing I like said. But that is on, very funny on, to me. It's so funny. Because it's where? the only like content warning. I don't even yeah. think it also said like violence. I think it just said contains tobacco. Uh, and also depictions. it doesn't because it's in space. <laughs> You're right. And it, it doesn't have to be tobacco. But we've, we've covered this territory. Um, so, so okay. But big, big notes, big notes. Yes. yes. I, I, uh, uh, overall, overarching notes. I didn't like this movie as much as time. Mm. I thought it was boring and repetitive <laughs> and literally did everything that has been done in previous Star Wars movies sure. in four and five. Um, 
Uh, I noticed uh, that oh, too oh. this time. Like, oh wow, they really did a lot of the stuff they had already yes. established, and there were only two movies at that point. Yeah, and and overarching thing, the special edition editions uh, are all bullshit and very just annoying. Whack. And, <laughs> and, and and like, I don't want to be like, I never want to be a toxic Star Wars fan who's like, me me me, I don't like this thing. You're but right. like. The special edition stuff, I understand why George wanted to go back and change some things. Like, why not? If you have the power to do so and you weren't satisfied, go for it. But, like, the stuff they add on to this is, like, what I wrote down was it's the opposite of trimming the fat. It's, like, putting fat back <laughs> yes, on. It's, right. like, what? how can we make this a little chunkier? The weird thing I, is the, the, the two, like, versions of what they've done to, like, add things back in are one is, like, kind of minor textural things where it's like something in the foreground or like deep yeah. in the background that it's like, oh, we just didn't have the technology at the time to like add a dozen more ships or whatever. So like, okay, fine, but that's not adding anything for me. And then the other thing they do is like a complete batshit crazy ad, like Cy Snoodles singing a song. Like Insane. you can't say that in 1983, you didn't have the technology to make a musical number because that can't have been what you were going to attempt to do. And it no. was just the technology was prohibiting you. And it's so st- that that edition of Jedi Rocks is yeah. so strange too because it's like, why did he think that's what we needed at that point? Because right. the movie has not been going on for very long at no. that point. We don't really need a comic relief moment of like, wow, look at these wacky aliens. And just to go kind of in universe for a little bit, why would there be a song called Jedi Rocks? Because it would seem yeah. as though no one's ever heard of a fucking Jedi. <laughs> yeah. And also, the Jabba's Palace is a strange like uh, bar club scenario yes. because like whenever Luke comes in or maybe when it's Leia in, in her bounty hunter costume, People are just like sleeping in like booths, like <laughs> diner booths, and I was like, "What is this yeah. place? What it, do people do it remind, here?" Did you watch Breaking Bad? No. Well, in one season, Jesse Pinkman uh, is now like fully rich and buys a house and just like lets people come and like party there twenty four seven. And there's like a really great shot that's just like a time lapse of like it could be an entire day, it could be like an entire week of just yeah. people coming and going, and it's just like a fucking like you know meth den. So that's and that Jabba's Palace. Yeah, it does have a little of that vibe. And not to spend too much time in the, uh, literally in these first ten minutes of the movie, but like I noticed for the first time. <laughs> The like, the music that's playing like whenever R two and C three PO come in, and it's like classical circus it's like music. Baroque. Yeah, like someone's yes. playing like a piano. It's like yeah. and I'm, it sounds like it yeah, it sounds like Bach weird. wrote circus music, and yes. I'm like, what's happening? That's some Bach jizz right there. Some Bach jizz right there. Um, so so a couple of things that I wrote down that are I I'm sure are different things that we haven't talked about when we last talked about Return of the Jedi. One was um a new Hasui indicator for this movie as to why it is a 10 out of 10. This could be the nail in the coffin. Like if anyone ever challenges this, it's like, okay, here's the one piece of evidence that it's like, it's a 10. Everything else is just gravy. At one point in the movie, C-3PO tells the story of other Star Wars movies (laughs) to Ewoks. (laughs) That's true. Which like the prequels are predicated on like the audience having seen Star Wars and the sequels are the same thing. Like both the audience and also the characters in the movies are like, Oh yeah, we saw star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, this is like the thing that started that. 
I've been seeing a lot of stuff recently uh, about like, well, so I made a TikTok for our show, everyone. This is the first time I'm talking about it on Follow the podcast. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. I'm doing silly, dumb stuff. How Star Wars is it things? But I've been getting a lot of um, Mandalorian stuff um, since that's like, you know, the most uh, recent Star Wars thing. And and we've talked about this a little bit, but it's true. Is that like, like Din Djarin is the Mandalorian is like someone who hasn't seen Star Wars in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> and so he's bopping around and people are talking about stuff like it's really important. Like when Ahsoka's like, does he use the force? And he's like, you mean What's his that? powers? Yeah, like he yeah, has right. powers. I don't know what you're talking about. And right. when Luke is there at the end and they're like, <gasps> you know, it's like, oh, it's Luke. And he's like, I don't, who the fuck is this? Am I going to give my child yeah. to you? I don't know who you are. This guy and looks that's... like maybe he's he doesn't exist. He looks <laughs> like he's maybe made out of clay. <laughs> he looks like he's half one person, but his face looks kind of mushy. I don't know. Yeah. But like, that's the kind of stuff that I enjoyed in The Mandalorian. And that's the kind of stuff that I wish we'd get more of in Star Wars that we unfortunately don't. Yeah, yeah. Another thing wrote down just uh, to, uh, talking about the special edition stuff again it's so strange because it's been a while since i've seen like a, uh you know the vhs that i have or whatever uh -huh. and so now i feel like brainwashed where i don't know what's real and what isn't real like there's part of me when i watched <laughs> it on disney plus i was like i don't even remember right. what's what part because like there was there was like the the stuff where boba fett is like in Jabba's palace and there's like a lot of shots of him and i'm like i don't think those were in the original but I don't remember anymore. Yeah. I, I was seeing those two that I was like, there are certain things like Java's eyes look like they've been retouched because they look really shiny. Um, and then also there's like a handful of shots where there's someone like, again, like sort of close and out of focus, but close to the camera, like walking by. And it's like, yeah. I can't imagine when they shot that scene that someone walked right in front of the camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so strange. Um, what else we got? So like I I I took a lot of notes about in the Jabba's Palace because that's when I was taking the most notes. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. But Me too. The, that that's when I took all my notes as well. So One of the more, things that they called out or that you know that's in the opening crawl is that Jabba is a vile gangster. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I wrote down and and uh, the guys on the Star Wars Minute podcast made a sticker of this, but I have. I have a sticker on my um my resin casting pressure pot <laughs> that is of two different characters who were creations that were Jabba the Hutt. One is the guy, the like Scottish guy that Harrison Ford shot with in oh, the yeah. first movie, which they then cut and then again reinserted later with a CG version. But it was just this like big burly Scottish guy with like a fur vest. Yeah. Um, and then the other is um, the comics after the movie was such a success, the original movie, you know, they mentioned Jabba in the first movie. Right. Um, so in the comics, we like meet Jabba and no one had defined like what he was yet. Like Lucas hadn't mm. said he's a big slug man. So they made this other, like he's almost like a, um, like yak face. If you sure. remember that character, yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. kind of like that. And so there's a sticker uh, or, you know, T-shirt or whatever called Vile Gangsters. And it's the two non-Jabba Jabbas. And I was like, that is the kind of weird inside baseball shit that I love. I love that. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now because that sounds amazing. So fun. So some overarching, like, why this is very Star Wars stuff again. We got... What do we got? We said this in the in the first episode. You have, they have everything in this movie. We have um, a badass villain getting unceremoniously killed by yes. by a blind Han Solo turning around. But um, then we recently learned he wasn't killed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the, okay, this is there is some like 
jar jar ass shit in this movie. <laughs> yes, totally. Like, we t- we said this and in the And people love. were so dumbfounded by Jar Jar being so silly, but this movie yeah. is like full of fucking Jar Jar. There's so much I mean even in Should that Should that be scene, our Patreon podcast how Jar Jar is it? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Even in that scene like blonde blonde blind Han Solo <laughs> is essentially like doing Jar Jar shit that whole totally. fight. Cause he's like accidentally knocking things over. He's like he's like saying stuff and and being yes. like, "Where? What? Huh?" That I, the last note I wrote before realizing, like, I I'm not gonna take notes this whole time. Was is Harrison Ford bad in this? <laughs> like he kind of is. He's but not really. so like stage hammy. Like you know that story Luke told on the um, yes. Music Man episode of like, hey, do like thirty times less. Like yes, yes, he yes. felt like that. <laughs> there, I think that my theory is, and I, I remember I recently saw an interview with Mark Hamill where he was talking about like uh, his interaction with Han Solo on the on the set of New Hope. Where essentially Harrison Ford was like, it's not that kind of movie. Yeah, like, don't worry about movie, kid. Yeah, he's like, don't worry about continuity stuff. I feel like by the time Return of the Jedi came around, I mean, we all know that Harrison Ford doesn't give a shit about Star Wars and never right. really did. And so I think by the time Return of the Jedi came around, he was like, I don't care. Right. It's fun. Whatever. We're having fun. It's for kids. Which yeah. like. He's right. And I'm going to make a full wheelbarrow full of cash. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I'm going to just just park, cart this away, and I don't really have to work again if I don't want to. One of the only other just, like, while watching notes I took is I just love that C-3PO, when he's talking to that little eye robot that comes out of the door at Jabba's Palace, does that sort of, like, stumbling through translating thing. You know, yes. like, C-3PO. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, bo- R2 Detoa, um, Moska Bishka Jabba Duhat. Like, yeah, he's he, a ro- <laughs> he's a translation robot, and he's like, nah, how do you say? Yeah, the, so <laughs> I, I had like I had such a cute detail. <laughs> to to uh, a realization about this because we we were talking recently, I think, with uh, about how like or with Michael Delaney about the fact that Anakin made C-3PO when he was a child. And so at some <laughs> point he would have had to program into him the whole, like, I can't read a Sith like language Sith. Yeah, right. that, that they reveal in uh, episode nine. And then in this movie, in episode six, he says, it's against my programming to impersonate a deity. Right. And it's like, it did end in little Anakin. Like Anakin was either like a fucking prude or the like processor chip he bought from Watto or whatever was like, this is here's, like a prissy droid. <laughs> here's my theory. So like most, most code, like my uncle is, a programmer like Uh that does like not even like you know uh, not not like a hardcore programmer but he works with computers and has to do code and stuff and he was like pretty much all everything we use is copy and pasted from some somewhere else on the internet and so i I, you have to imagine that anakin when he was making it was like oh he just googled protocol droid and then he found the code and was like (laughs) Uh yeah this is this is fine he works so that's that's probably why but i just like the idea that if it wasn't anakin was like huh what should he not be able to do Shouldn't be able to pretend to be God. Right. That's got to be on the list. Which is funny. It's almost like someone on the internet or their version of the internet has has like read iRobot. Or like yeah. the other Asimov books that's like, okay, well, what are the rules for robots so that they don't like take over? <laughs> and like did, did, did a droid at some point actually pretend to be God and it created some real issues? Yeah, right. Okay, so the, this is skipping around a little bit, but since we're talking about that later part with the Ewoks. <laughs> This goes also with some Jar Jar ass shit. <laughs> the fact that Chewbacca, who is a sentient, intelligent life form, yes, that has been shown to essentially just be, like he's a person. He's yeah. a person. 
he gets tricked by a dead deer hanging from a tree. Oh yeah. And he 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 like it's like he's Scooby Doo all of a sudden. And they, Han says, "Always thinking Scooby, with your stomach." Yeah, they Scooby him a lot in those movies when it like makes sense to you know, like in Empire Strikes Back, like Luke like scruffs him under the chin at one point. Yeah, it's like and like he's a guy. <laughs> he's a guy, and it was just so and like it felt so weird and against the character of like the ace pilot who like right. is is better at flying ships than Han is. And it's like, but he can be tricked by a nasty looking like half of a deer. Meat. Yeah. I was like, this is, and I was like, that is some Jar Jar ass shit. This yeah, movie is very Jar Jar-y, but it is original trilogy. So people still like revere it. So, I mean, obviously it's, it, we're not, we're not uh, keeping any secrets here. This is a 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I I was watching some videos and googling some like background facts about the movie that yes, like please. I feel like since we're revisiting the movie to just like talk about it again was like not enough without some I, I would say research but that's giving myself an awful lot of credit. <laughs> I I have um not some research but a new theory that I want to discuss with you afterwards uh, too oh, to okay, bring cool. to bring a new lens to this so so go ahead with those yeah, and then we can yeah. So, okay, there's probably, like, five or ten little facts here that are just... You can tell them at cocktail parties. <laughs> um, so, you know, I guess... Cocktail like, parties? Remember those? This was, like, the movie that George Lucas was like, okay, Steven Spielberg, please direct this. Oh. And, and Spielberg just, like, was like, I... I I I can't do that. I don't want to. Like, this is your thing. And then, so, like, they wanted a, a director who's, like good with actors because that's like spiel or that's a lucas's like big shortcoming that's like very famously known at the time so they hired richard marquand but apparently he had all sorts of drama on set with Mm. like different actors and and lucas being on set and sort of almost being a de facto like second unit director um so that was that's kind of just fun interesting meta drama um of course it was originally titled revenge of the jedi and they made stuff with that on it so they would like apparently it was so they would know if and where leaks happened. Interesting. But I don't know if if that that is sounds like some bullshit true. that they made up after the fact. Whenever I, they I agree, they it's like name. how Tommy Wiseau later was like, "Oh yeah, the room is a dark comedy." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, no, nope. you meant for it to be like a an earth shattering drama, and people laughed at it. <laughs> right. It was released the very same day as um, a New Hope. Just, you know, six years later. Mm. I thought that was kind of cool. That's cool. Um, Ian McDiarmid was the second choice to play uh, Emperor Palpatine. The The first choice was an actual, like, old guy. Like, I, I can't remember now even what the name was, but it was some real old stage actor, and and that was, like, the, the mm. hope, but... He, I think he maybe couldn't do it because he was either ill or like maybe he didn't want to do it. I can't remember. But the the story with Ian McDermott that is kind of fun is um, he was a, a young kid. He was, you know, 30 or 20 something. Right. And he just like they put him in a bunch of makeup and he projected his theater training and seemed old and scary. And then he was young enough to then you know, 15, 20 years later, play younger version of himself in right. the, the prequels. I was I was thinking about this this time around because I was like, it's wild that that's the same actor. Yeah, like, like what it's a crazy that nice that, that guess. Worked, yeah, it really worked <laughs> out. 
Like, you couldn't even attempt to plan that kind of thing now no. because the idea to make a movie and then, like, bank on yourself for making a prequel decades later oh, is yeah. just, like, such folly. <laughs> no, it'd be insane. Let's see. What else? Uh, oh, okay. I think people are somewhat aware of this because I had heard this before, but... Uh, the reason when Luke goes back to Dagobah, the reason that Yoda confirms for him that Vader is indeed his father is because child psychologists at the time had talked to George Lucas or maybe he employed them to, you know, weigh in, were like, people are not going to believe that that is true because it came from a distrustful person. It came from the bad mm, guy. The villain. So it for for at least, you know, some people I would imagine... It took waiting three years to then see Return of the Jedi to be like, wait, it is true? Like, can you imagine <laughs> waiting three years to watch a movie not knowing if the thing you just saw was real or not? Do you think, do you think they had the same experience we had when we watched uh, Rise of Skywalker whenever it was revealed that Rey was a Palpatine? Do you think, like, they had the same or different reaction of like, well, that's some bullshit. That or, sucks. Or, or if, cause like, do you think they audibly booed like I did in the theater? I like, don't think so because the, I am your father moment is like the first time anything like that had ever happened on film. Right. And it was earth shattering to Luke's character. He thought he was a nobody who was trying to make his way in the universe only to find he's the son of the most evil guy. And like, Ray had already like come to terms with who she was and they're like actually just kidding you're not that <laughs> yeah you're the same thing that we did with Luke uh but worse and less significant um mm -hmm. two three other little things on this list here of just background facts um this is why Family Guy's first Star Wars special was called Blue Harvest that was the working title the sort of publicized title of Return of the Jedi. It was called oh. Blue Harvest with a subtitle of like Horror Beyond Imagination or something like that. Because people were like, okay, Lucasfilm is making another movie. It's 1982. Like they, they didn't want people like crashing the set or like, right. like getting leaked information. So they shot Return of the Jedi under a fake name. Um, and all the little like, you know, marker, like mm -hmm. the little click action things said blue harvest on them. Um, this is a fun one that I learned from Anthony Daniels on a YouTube video talking about all the different C3PO costumes and how it evolved over the decades. Um, he, they had like a rubbery latex one for stunts. So uh, mm. falling off of the, the barge Jabba's sail barge in the Dune Sea um, when he fell out of that, it was like a rubbery one. And the stunt performer in that was a woman and she then later, either in the same day or in the same sequence of shooting, was also the stunt performer for Leia holding on to Luke swinging off the barge. So wow. she was two different characters falling or swinging off of Jabba's barge. Big, busy day for her. Busy day for her. A lot of range. Um, it probably was multiple days now that I think about it. Um, and then the only other thing that I have here is... Um, it was the first ever movie to use the THX sound system, oh, yeah. which had been in development between... Empire and this and basically Lucasfilm held the movie ransom from theaters and said Until like you are not yeah. getting Return of the Jedi unless you upgrade your facility to have THX compatible speakers and system so they could say the audience is now deaf <laughs> yeah thud thud um, which is like, hey, good for you guys. Like, yeah. you had the biggest bargaining chip in the world the end of Star Wars for reals <laughs> Speaking of the end of Star Wars, this so so to go on some more meta kind of how Star Wars is at stuff. 
The sequel trilogy mines a lot from this movie. Mm. Is something that I realized on this turnaround, on, on this watch. Because also, also watching it this time around. I mean, for for how bad. Here's the thing. People people on the internet are now like to pretend that the prequels are like good movies, and like right. they're not. They're fun. They're not really well made in some in some ways, but they're like fine and they're fun and like they fit into Star Wars yeah. pretty well. But one thing I will say in the way that they are good is that they take things in this original trilogy and give them more context because like Obi Wan says to to Luke. Um, what I told you was true from a certain point of view. Right. And like the last conversation he had with, with Luke's dad was, was, you know, Anakin being like, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil, that kind right. of stuff. Like they literally, then so like, you are lost. Like that's intense. Uh, Yoda says to Luke, the last of the Jedi, will you be the last Jedi? They ah. talk about, he talks about how your family is powerful with the force. Like the stuff that, Oh, it is families. It is not like, it's bloodline like it, it's not a nobody from nowheresville it's bloodline that was very right. well established in the original trilogy which yeah. it sucks it sucks so like honestly jj was really sticking to the script when he came in and kind of retcon things and rise of skywalker to the to the negative for the for those franchises as a whole because it would have been nice to break away from that right um, in fact when we readdress when we do this episode but for the last jedi which i love we might knock it for that because it's like one of the only Star Wars movies to ever be like, actually, it could be anything. Like, yes. even in A New Hope, Obi-Wan mm -hmm. says, like, the Force is what gives a Jedi his power, and he also tells Luke he's the son of a great Jedi warrior. So, like... Yeah. It's like, the, the, this movie establishes all that so hard, and the sequel trilogy mines it and, like, takes it all and, like, remixes it. For better and for worse. Um, one last thing to say, maybe before we go to the pit, I noticed something this time around, and this might be something that like everybody has known, but it was very cool to me because in Empire you have Darth Vader basically doing the whole like "Join me, Luke. We'll rule the galaxy. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll overthrow the Emperor. We'll be in charge, right?" And so we know that Vader has these thoughts of like wow, wouldn't it be cool if it was me and my son in charge instead of me and the emperor? So you know that he doesn't like, there's not really love lost for the emperor, right? Yes. There's some really cool, very specific dialogue in every scene with the emperor and Vader where like the emperor will be like, yes, bring him to me. And like Vader never says, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to do this. He only ever says like, he'll meet his destiny. He's going to come to me. And even uh, like, you can see which which is parallel in Last Jedi with Snoke and Kylo and oh, Rey. Yeah. There is some you can tell that that Vader is thinking one thing because he is saying things to Luke to bait him and bring yeah. him out so that the Emperor will think that he is going to On do what he wants side. him to do. Yeah. But and then you can sort of let me see what I wrote down here. Um uh, also the lightsaber battle in this versus the first time that uh, the last couple times that they fought like it's interesting because you you now know that like vader was never trying to kill luke right like and so like that's part of the reason why those lightsaber battles weren't good is because vader didn't actually want to kill his son he's just playing defense yeah <laughs> yes and okay yeah yeah yeah. like the emperor likes you know asks him uh oh when luke says i can sense the conflict in you there is good in you vader says there's no conflict 
he doesn't say there's no good. Oh, he says there's no yes. conflict. And so everything, uh, he says, if you will not fight, you will meet your destiny. So he's hiding the truth from Palpatine by, by yeah. masking his words, being very specific to not say, I'm going yep. to kill you, right? And, and, and so, Obi-Wan, ghost Obi-Wan tells Luke, like, bury your feelings deep down. They could, you know, yes. hurt your friends or whatever. And then Vader even says when he's like, sister. Yes. And he's like, they, your, your feelings have now betrayed them. Like, he's, he's telling you. If you don't bury your feelings deep down, people are going to figure it out. Like, look at me, for example. <laughs> and I think that so you can see watching, you know, you can see that Luke literally closes his eyes and kind of makes like a face. And in that like in that moment, and it, I, I read it as like he is thinking out loud very hard. I have a sister. You have a daughter. And then oh, Vader he's picks like that deliberately telling Vader. I think he is because then Vader says that and he baits Luke into coming out and getting really mad. And so yeah. this is kind of going into my new theory, which I, my, my new fan theory, which I don't know if this might, might be something that people already know about, but I think that Vader literally set all of that up in order to bait Luke to go at him really hard. And then in order to bait the emperor into trying to kill Luke so yeah. that the emperor would then be, distracted enough that, that vader, vader could make could his move wow. because you can see you can see vader after he gets his hand chopped off really wait until like you literally he looks at the emperor and looks back at luke to like or like looks at luke and then looks at the emperor and he you, the camera cuts to the emperor being like cackling laughing mm -hmm. while like you know doing the cackling thing while he's lightning him and you can see that vader's going Okay, now he's completely distracted. He's not. He's not putting his mind into me yeah. at all. I can make my move. Wow! And like I had never. Chess. Yes, I had never Greedy noticed it. And I don't know if any of that was intentional. But the the way that Vader talks in very specifically not saying like, yes. "Oh, I'm going to kill him," feels intentional. Yeah, and, I really like this read. And one last thing, it makes the special edition no. No. Yeah. Even worse of an addition yes, even because worse. that's <laughs> annoying because right. he he's not saying no. That he's literally no trying... sounds like he's deciding right then and there exactly. as opposed to he has had like and so now my question is when did he make up his mind about this strategy? So after a new hope in the recent Star Wars comics from the last like 4 or 5 years, um he hires Boba Fett, the bounty hunter, to find who was this this hotshot who blew up the Death Star. Mm. And when he comes back to him, he's like, I don't know much, but I have a name. And he tells him Skywalker. And then you see the last panel, the big like splash panel is Vader staring out of a big window and his like fist is clenched. And like the window is like the glass is like splintering. Like mm -hmm. he's realizing all right then and there, all the like pain of like, oh, I have a kid. He's mm -hmm. destined for greatness, blah, blah, blah. So like maybe even before Empire Strikes Back begins is when... Yeah this version of Vader that you're talking about is it's when he's like, okay, I got to make a plan. <laughs> well, and I think it's also, you know, I think that like this read of Vader isn't necessarily him turning good. It's just him saying, I am going to kill the emperor. Yes. Because I'm going to do I... the Sith thing and kill my master. <laughs> yes. And then, and then I think the only thing he decides in the moment is it's okay if I die. Because that's the only thing in the moment that I think he decides when he saves uh, Luke. Yes. Is that he's like, I wanted to kill the Emperor, but it's okay if I die because... It, yeah, it's not him point, realizing he wants to save Luke because he already wanted to save Luke, but it's realizing that he's okay dying if it means his son can live. Exactly. Like, it's so when I he don't... goes from the plan to like 
nice person and disregarding yes. his plan. Because yeah. the plan originally was like, I'm going to save Luke and I'll kill the Emperor and As then maybe we'll control the galaxy. Yeah. And then the plan becomes... Okay, I'm gonna kill the fucking emperor. Gonna, as long as my son survives this, yeah, that's yeah. okay. And so, like, you know that was that's that's really interesting. And and speaking of control the galaxy, and this is something I've thought about with with all the different generations of Star Wars. What does that look like? Yeah, the emperor doesn't <laughs> seem to be having any fun. And if I were like in charge of the whole galaxy and I had the resources to build two Death Stars, I would definitely be in like a beach. Yeah, like. The- <laughs> Like, yeah. well, like, take what, me to what a beach does, planet. What does the empire look like other than the military stuff that we're exposed to? The stormtroopers and the officers. Like, what does Coruscant look like that's like fully, firmly under imperial reign? Because, yeah. like, there must be like an upper class that's reaping the benefits of this, you know, fascist and- government and just like having the time of their life. But, like, all we see are like scoundrel casino type shit and that's like the closest to like lap of luxury like what is is there like a like a jeff bezos equivalent (laughs) you know that's funny that we talked this takes us to last jedi again because that's an answer that is fine that is given in last jedi right Right. but then but then yeah because in these movies darth vader is like never like his quarters are very austere like yeah he's, he's only ever unhappy that's yeah, like he's, how he's never... the empire keeps him his servant, basically. And all and like it, it would make sense for like the troops or whatever, like if they're all like having shitty. But but like the second in command of this entire, he doesn't yeah. even have like a couch, right? Like he doesn't have a TV, yeah. nothing. Like who Very who is ha- who has a nice life? No one, because apparently. certainly someone must, right? Okay, well, okay, hold on to get it because this this will take me into one of our our game things because okay. I do have a I do have a, an answer there or, yeah. or a question uh-huh. rather a prediction. So should we jump into the pit? Because I that was yeah, kind of yeah, the yeah. end we, of my we definitely should. That was the end of my theorizing. Um, Let's go to the pit. All right, Java, last chance. You should have bargained. Like, yeah, right. Or and wait. then like. Nods at R two. R two shoots the lightsaber up, and then we jump in the Sarlacc pit. Wait, that's that, a cool that's green really light. Yeah, this is fine. We we're Boba Fett. Jump in. Whoa! That's the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> we love you, and may the merch be with you. That's right. Hello, Hizmi's listeners. It's Josiah and, and Mike. Mike here in the ad break to talk to you about our merch. We sometimes mention it at the end of the show. But we have merch. We've got several cool designs on our Tee Public store that you could get on a shirt, a sticker, a mug, whatever you want. Mike, what are some of those designs? Oh, we got Star Wars is Chili, the classic Skyline Chili logo reappropriated to our show. We got just straight up Hasui. We've got the logo for the podcast. There's a lot of designs. And we're always making new ones. They're always cooking in our brains. So go to our social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, go to the link in the bios there because that'll take you straight to the How Star Wars is a store on Public. And it helps support the show. That's right. B- Bye, Bye, babies. How Star Wars is it? <laughs> okay, I'm ready. And we're back. Our bug, our sarlacc. Oh, um, welcome man. back, listeners. Um, and and you probably didn't even hear any break there because we haven't had ads in a while. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. Woo. <laughs> um, 
So this week for our sort of game slot, since we've already done this this movie before, um, we decided to make some predictions. Now, I, I mentioned on a recent episode that I've been reading the um, Empire Strikes Back edition of the book from a certain point of view. And Josiah mm-hmm. and I both read the A New Hope version of that. So basically a, a background here. It's this big, thick book that came out with a, uh, the 40th anniversary celebration of A New Hope. And it was 40 short stories celebrating 40 years. And each story takes place during the the run of A New Hope, but from the point of view of someone else. So there's a story of Obi-Wan in exile talking to ghost Qui-Gon. And there's a story, in fact, I think even of Yoda in the first one. Um, And then there's also, though, there's stories of like Jawas. And there's a story of... um, The mouse droid. Yeah, right. A mouse droid um, on the Death Star. So the Empire Strikes Back book has also just come out, and there's some other great stories in there too. In fact, there's a story from the point of view of the worm, like the big slug and the asteroid, which I I think I Love actually kind of skimmed over. I was like, eh, sure, this isn't. There, there was my a, there was one of the the the, the trash compactor yeah, monster, right. yeah, right, the Dianoga. So our game here today is we are going to make predictions for what those kind of tangential points of view stories are going to be in the inevitable um, Star Wars Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view, which if tradition would now hold, given what they've established, it would be, uh, it would come out in 2023. Yes. Um, So yeah, we've got a couple each. Uh, We just want to go back and forth. Yeah. I've got just like a little short like sentence or two of, to like explain my idea. So I already mentioned this a little bit, but my first one I think is very important is I want to know, and I think, I think it's the Rodian in Jabba's palace at the very beginning when C-3PO and R2 come in, that's playing the circus Bach music. (laughs) And I would like to, I would like a certain point of view from him because I want to know what the hell that music is, why it's so different than every other music that we've heard. Right. Like, and is wa- it from a, like, classical composer analog? Yes. <laughs> is, is this the classical version of music? Because that's what it sounds like. So yeah. I want it from him. I think it's the Rodian because he's standing at something that resembles maybe an instrument, but you don't really get to see right. it very much. That's my first one. That's, that's my first one. I got to know yeah. what classical music is in the Star Wars universe. Uh, I have a bunch of like half cooked ideas or at least like thoughts of what is going to be included all from Jabba's Palace. I wrote down the door eye, the, the robot yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. I wrote down Bib Fortuna will surely have something. I wrote you gotta. the manager of all the droids who makes R2 the bartender. I think that would yes. be a fun story. Okay, Salacious of, Chrome. But here's so... here's my actual pitch <laughs> is which is funny because it's similar to your thing. The band, the yeah, Jedi yeah, yeah. Rocks band, Cy Snoodles and Max Rebo. Um, I want like a, uh, uh, like, so my favorite stories in those books are like the funny ones and in yeah. an empire, it felt like there were even fewer funny ones than there were in a new hope. But, um, I want like a, I wanted to read sort of like a documentary, like behind the music type thing of the Max Rebo this band. Is, this is like, Spinal Tap, but it's like, Max Rebo yeah, band. Yeah, right. Like maybe this, it's like the days leading up to them playing at Jabba's and that's their big, like their break, big break into the scene. <laughs> Um, or, or maybe they, that was like par for the course for them. And it's sort of like, we just recently covered Pixar's soul, um, that it's like, you play the jazz show and then what's next? You, you play it again next, you know, Mm -hmm. tomorrow night or whatever, that it's just like another day of their like shitty musician grind. (laughs) Yeah. I, so going off of the R2 bartender droid. Oh yes. Going off of like how 
their plan is like we we've said before. Oh they, my god, they're their so plan lucky is so and bad. Their plan is ridiculous. <laughs> they're so lucky that like that R two was a made a bartender droid and b put on that skiff because like. What if the guy had decided anything else? Yeah, let's like, get rid of this droid. R2 could have probably gotten there on his own because he's, like, clever. Yes. Um, okay, and speaking of, this is one of my half-baked ones, is uh-huh. I, I want a uh, I want one from the point of view of the droid that's getting his poor little feet burned ah! because <laughs> I want to know that that just is actually maybe it's just medical and it's not uh it's not torture oh so yeah maybe he's just screaming because ouch it hurts but thank you so much you're fixing my feet right my plantar it's fasciitis so <laughs> it's so sad when it happens yeah it is very sad do you um, want to do, sna- do, do a snake order you, you can uh or never mind because i just kind of did one anyway let's just keep going back yeah and forth. yeah um okay my my other Jabba's palace story i think will happen is Malakili, the Rancor Keeper, the big tubby guy who cries yes. when the Rancor gets killed. So I want to see like the whole backstory. He like got a little baby Rancor and he like trained it and okay, this got time, hired I, by Jabba. <laughs> I never, I don't know if I noticed it before. The Rancor makes like a very sad, like dog-like panting noise yeah. as it dies. It's, like it's like it's a, like a pretty rough scene. It's actually. Very sad. And yeah. the fact that he cries, like, it's like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. That was a creep. It's so sad. Oh, yeah. One more from Jabba's Palace. I, this was similar to yours. I want to know, and this is only for the special edition, I guess, but I want to know about the, the three backup singers. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what What are they doing? Are yeah. they part of the band all the time? They just live here in Jabba's <laughs> Palace, you know? Also, I bet you this book will have a shitload of Jabba stories. The the um, I I mean it's it's like somewhat balanced, but in the Empire one, it was just like so many different stories of like the rebels on Hoth. And sure. after like fourth or fifth, I was like, okay, let's let's get to Dagobah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it makes sense because there's the most characters in Jabba's palace. Like after right, that, exactly. it's kind of nothing until there's the big rebellion meeting. Ooh, and then right. you're like, oh, there's a lot of people again. Which was another note I wrote that I didn't end up like making one of my official choices. But, you know, the two rebels that are in the hallway as they're walking to that meeting. Like <laughs> yeah. that's one of my favorite jokes in the Family Guy special is it's that shot. The camera kind of going over those two people walking into the bigger room. And, like, right before the camera crosses their plane, the one guy goes, no, me first, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> pushes the one guy aside to get through the door before him. Um, okay, so my next one was, um, and then I think we're off Tatooine after that. Well, maybe that's not true. Because the the asteroid slug had a story and the Dianoga had a story, I'm sure the Sarlacc will. And I oh, wrote, yeah. um, maybe it has, like, a tongue-in-cheek reference to having a beak, but sometimes yes. it just doesn't poke the beak above the surface of the <laughs> sand dune, and sometimes yeah. it does. Um, and then I also said, maybe it's, like, internal monologue is about the, like, beings living inside of him, and maybe... Mm-hmm. In the in, in one of the beings or two of the beings could have a little like man cave set up in there like you and I did in our old anchor ads. <laughs> <laughs> what if we're in it? Yeah, maybe. something something that's interesting that was like weird to think about, right? Is that like the bigger a creature is, the the it experiences time differently, right? Because because time is affected by gravity, which is weird, and um. 
all sorts of stuff, right? Because we, we, we made all these things up, but like an elephant's heartbeat is so slow. And like a human's heartbeat is, is like, you know, sort of, we think it's normal. A Sarlacc heartbeat, if it has one is probably incredibly slow. Right. And the way it experiences time might also be incredibly slow. So like, yeah, what if, that, like, if you fall in there, it takes like 10,000 years to be digested or whatever. Whereas yeah. it takes us like what a day to fully digest food. Yes. Which like, is so, so like what, what if to, what if it's certain point of view story uh-huh. is like, century spanning in the real world but to it it's like a fucking weekend i like that (laughs) and in that weekend it's like and then i i ate a lot right one day i ate a lot yeah but again like a day for it like a day of our our day for it is like in a second like and then like right at the last second of that like day of my life i had just like a bunch of guys (laughs) yeah i I hit a bunch (laughs) of guys and it was the last bite of my meal for that week yeah uh and i ate a bunch of guys and then i lived forever i like that okay yeah i'm off of jabba's palace now here's what i want um (laughs) <laughs> and I'm sure these guys all have names, but I refuse to look them up. <laughs> you know, okay, you've got the Imperial Guard, right, that walks on with the Emperor. Uh-huh. You know the weird-looking, like, grandpa guys with the funny hats that are walking behind him? <laughs> yeah. Wanna, that are, like, think... like foreign dignitaries? Like, yeah. they're not, like, Imperial-looking? Yeah, I want those. I-, I think they're the ones that are living in the lap of luxury from yes. the Emperor- Empire. And so I want their take, because they're, they're, like... His posse or something, right. and we see them for two seconds, and they <laughs> looks—they look like a bunch of grandpa guys wearing funny hats. <laughs> and I want to know what their deal is. That's a great one. I—I realized I am still on Tatooine here, and then I have a whole bunch of half ideas. But um, I wrote maybe a Boba Fett story. Now that we know through the Mandalorian that he's still around, like maybe oh, yeah. we get the story of him—the official now Disney canon story of Boba escaping the Sarlacc. Maybe we see how and why he was separated from his armor and that made its way to the hands of Cobb Vanth by way of Jawas, Jawas you know, like, yeah. and also maybe why he stayed on Tatooine so long, or maybe he didn't stay on Tatooine that long. Maybe he was off world and then he came back to get his armor. Like we can maybe see his, like basically his like Mandalorian backstory. That, that, that's really fun. I like that. And also that reminds me of another thing about how the Mandalorian doesn't know star Wars. Like whenever Boba Fett's like, they'll probably know my face. And we, as the audience are like, Oh yeah, he's a clone. And like, but I wonder what everyone else in that situation was like, why, what, (laughs) what are you talking about? (laughs) Why would they know your face? Let's see. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm way ahead in in the movie now. So yeah, go ahead. I make a huge jump. Okay, <laughs> this is a huge jump to Ewoks. I want to know the very small Ewok, the baby one that's in the <laughs> little thing. And he like, it's like very obviously a hand puppet. Yeah, like a hand. I want it just like, I want baby Ewok that's story. Really and I, I, that's a, it's going to be great. I have a whole bunch of just like mini bullets, but the next story. So hang on. Those, those are maybe another story of ghost Obi-Wan on Dagobah talking to Yoda before Luke gets there again. Maybe that, like I said, the rebels in the hallway before the meeting with Mon Mothma, maybe Mon Mothma or Akbar themselves. Uh, Maybe the Imperial guy who says, it was an older code, sir, but it checks out. It checks out. Um, and he's like, maybe Wicket, maybe yes. Nine Numb, the co-pilot to Lando. Maybe oh. Wedge and all those guys, but here's my actual one. <laughs> okay. The guys, the Imperial guys, be they officers or troopers or whatever, 
who Luke turned himself over to on Endor. <laughs> because, like, that must have just been such a gift. And so here's yeah. my thought. These guys have not ever had anything go their way. No. Um, but they've always been really close. They were the troopers who knocked on the door on Tatooine and A New Hope, like <laughs> saying, oh, this one's locked. Go to the next one. They just missed getting the droids. They were with Vader and the Echo base right as the Falcon was flying away. They were the ones who were the snow troopers mm. setting up the like tripod gun. And they, mm -hmm. you know, they just didn't get there in time. And then um, they're like, man, nothing's ever going to work for us. And then like, who shows up to them on a fucking silver platter? Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I love that. And I think even Vader says in that little like gantry that he walks down to get Luke, I think he even says like, good work. Yeah. <laughs> and they're probably like, ah! And they're, they're played by Adam Pally and Jason Sudeikis yeah. or whoever did it in the middle. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I have one because I realize another mispronunciation thing. Uh, it's Admiral Akbar, and he's uh, just practicing saying, he's like, it's Lando, right? Lando Cal Calrissian? Calrissian, Calrissian. He's practicing saying it. And then when he gets into the meeting, he says, General Calrissian. And then he's like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, Calrissian. I got it. He's like, I was practicing and I said it wrong. <laughs> but going off the Empire thing, this is my real one. I want the whole preamble of the guy, the the officer that when they, when Han and Leia and them are in the actual like shield generator thing the uh -huh. first time and they get caught, the one that when he runs up and he holds up his and he goes, <laughs> he goes, you rebel scum. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's all he says. He doesn't say, stop, does. you rebel scum, or got you, you rebel scum. He just uh -huh. goes, you rebel scum. Yeah. Which is such a silly thing to say. Yeah. Because that's not, you're not saying like, we got you. You're just saying like, yeah. you rebel scum. He's just scum. offended by his existence. Yeah. And I want the whole pre, I want the precursor of that, of him being like, like really pumped that he's just going to, fucking give him he's like i'm gonna finally tell them what i think like i've never gotten to see a rebel in the flesh and i'm gonna really give it to him yeah and i'm gonna call him scum there i said it the only other thing i wrote down um is an actual like realistic prediction because at the end of the first uh from a certain point of view there is a story that is you know like the the original title for star wars was something like the Star Wars, the tales of Anakin Starkiller as written in the Journal of the Wills or something right. crazy long like that. And so this, the last story of that first book was the man writing the Journal of the Wills. And it was mm. basically just the writing of the opening crawl of Star Wars with this other person chiming in, calling attention to like poorly phrased things or things that didn't make sense. So it was this like conversation back and forth, like critiquing and making fun of the opening crawl. They did another one of those for empire. So my guess is that the last story of the mm. return of the Jedi is absolutely going to be one of those, which like, isn't like so fun of a guess because it's almost a sure thing, but I figured I'd include that here at the end. <laughs> my last one is a hopeful revisionist, history against the special editions <laughs> um, and it's just um, the person who wrote Yubnub it's the Ewok who, <laughs> who wrote Yubnub or maybe the band of Ewoks that are playing on the Stormtrooper helmets yes. um, or, or it's just the song Yubnub written out because <laughs> it was a glaring omission again this it time sucks, man. when I watched it because it's the it's just the, it's such generic like nothing music and we see all the other planets all the other planets it's so oh, stupid, stupid and I just want Yubnub back and so I hope that somehow ba, ba, someone ba, 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 it's so dumb ba, ba, oh yeah put Yubnub back 
novel. Uh, <laughs> it's just like boring. <laughs> it's boring. It's nothing. It doesn't, and it also doesn't match the rest of the movie. No, like, it doesn't feel John Williams. <laughs> it does. So weird. But yeah, so that that's my uh, that one's less of a prediction and more of just a really deep hope. Yeah, <laughs> is that they write n- Yub Nub in somehow. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just the lyrics of Yub Nub. That's all. <laughs> So that was our predictions for when they hopefully make that book. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, well, let's see. I mean, we're coming to a close here. Did you have any th- other notes that you wanted to just mention about yeah, why this is if, this most Star Wars thing? I'm to see if I do here. Okay, here, here's one of the reasons why it's so Star Wars 2, is that, like, this thing, like, like I said earlier, the sequel trilogy mines this movie for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so this movie is, like, very Star Wars, but it's also for its time but it's also like preemptively very star wars mm. like in the way that it sets the pattern for everything yeah else. right it it sort of like it, <laughs> i can almost picture people like doing the 1981 equivalent of this podcast which is like wow it, that movie wasn't anything like the first one. Like the first one was like fun and silly and like adventure and hope. And the second one was like dark and scary. And like, maybe the bad guy is the good guy's father. Like, what is this? Like they, mm-hmm. they were having this same conversation that we have every week. And then return of the Jedi was like, here's what it is guys. It's sort of like, um, yeah. When Brad bird did mission impossible four and was like, okay guys, it's going to be silly gadgets, but it's also yeah. going to be like big, scary stunts. And then like, then after that, uh, Christopher McQuarrie being like, okay, we we know what all it can be. Let's add Ilsa, and then, like, yeah. we're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's 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 sort of the, you know, in, in geometry, right? Or in, like, math or whatever yes. you need. When you have you a need... theorem, and then you have to prove it. <laughs> yeah, and, and even less than that, even, like, stupider than that, because I'm a dumb dumb, is, like, you know, <laughs> you need two points – are just two points. Yes. And then you need a third point in order to like make a shape, you know? Right. And so like the first two are like, well, there's this and there's this, but we don't have a pattern yet. It's like the improv thing too, where like the first person to do something is sets something. The second person to do something can either do the same thing or something different. And then it takes the third person to actually set yes, a right. pattern of like, oh, this is what we're doing. Right. And so that's what this movie did is it made the pattern. It was like, this is the pattern. This is right. what Star Wars is. You yeah. Know? The first person can say A, so the yeah. second person could say B or it could say E and then the pattern is vowels or could say one and the pattern mm-hmm. is like the first of things. Or if it's A and then one, the third person could do the first of some other thing, like maybe red, or mm-hmm. they could say steak sauce. Yeah. Or they and could the say A repeats. again, right? <laughs> and in this case, they said A again. A one, A. A. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I love that geometry reference too, because like two points is at best a segment three points is a triangle if four are equidistant it's either a square or a rhombus and five you get pentagon if they're all equidistant from one another you start filling in more and more points and all of a sudden you got yourself a circle okay hashtag circle gate hashtag star wars is circles (laughs) also this is i love that that's where you were going with it but my mind jumped to something so Absolutely not related, which I'm going to try to say really fast before we start. Not related wrap, to we wrap circles. Up. Well, it's related to circles. So, so there. Th- have you heard of this thing where there's like language clouds, essentially, where because mm. of like machine learning and AI and uh, the, our computers that we have that are very advanced nowadays, you can essentially plug in uh, languages and all their words and their relationships to each other, 
and they create sort of like a uh, f- you know four five billion dimensional cloud of in, in computing to where the relationship between for instance woman and queen is the same in every language like if there's a word for it that that space uh-huh. between them you'll be able it's the to the same so- distance or whatever yes and so you can translate interpret languages by f- having a cloud of those language uh, of mm. the words mm-hmm. and it's pretty accurate and the thing that's crazy is they all the clouds all end up looking very much the same even in languages that don't have anything in common like japanese and like english and stuff right that's a really bad way of explaining it but but because uh, words I, within a language have the same relationship to yes, one another exactly. t- generally yeah exactly and so the you know and there's, Man, is there's, this a classic Hasui episode where at the hour mark we start talking about linguistics <laughs> it may be it might be uh-huh. but what I want now is a Star Wars cloud oh. and so each movie has these relationships right that are like the same distance there's apart there's the sneaking around quotient yes there's and the- so <laughs> this is my and I, I say what I want that's what this podcast is yes is like that's my theory is that if you put each of these movies in that same kind of cloud they would all look pretty much very similar at yeah. least the uh four 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 six and seven would look exactly the same yeah yeah right and then like each other one would have variations on it and i think like if we like that's what we're doing is trying to figure out what that cloud is without a computer. And yeah, if we right. Only... We are trying to be AI computing technology, <laughs> but we literally have to think it out in real time. And we also <laughs> don't have any real like written record of yeah. any of this work. It's just like yeah. recorded audio. <laughs> and we're also not that smart. So it's like, and hard. we're not trying super hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all that to Plus say, there's going to be like a good portion of that. What? hundred plus hours. That's just us making rhyme with Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, I was going to say unfortunately, but honestly, that's a gift. So yeah. <laughs> fortunately for everybody. Well, it's going to be a 10 out of 10. Do we want to give it a unit of measure again or should we just... Um, yeah. What did we do? Are do, we, do it. Should we do the same units of I measure? I can't remember. I think I did like Sarlacc burps, which I want to like did, do a different thing. You did Sarlacc burps. I did um, Salacious Crumbs. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe I did um, those little like slimy guys that Jabba eats. <laughs> I think you did Starlight Burps because you 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 did the same. You said you were gonna do those when yeah, I said Slacious right, Crumbs, right. and then you changed your mind. Um, let's see. Hmm, which do I want to do this time? Well, I, I just talked about it earlier off off mic, but I'm gonna do it now because I'm gonna ha- ham fist it in. I'm gonna do ayas of the Ewoks because <laughs> yeah. they do the exact same Ay-ya. one a thousand times and it's like George if you were going in and doing all these special editions couldn't you have gotten a couple different takes of that one instead of it yeah. being the exact it's like the Wilhelm scream but it's the same thing over right. and over it's like again. Utini yes yes um, okay. I'm gonna do speak, while we're on the Ewok th- thread here um, like tons of strength <laughs> yeah because you need like one ton of lifting strength to make all the shit that the ewoks made <laughs> absolutely absolutely they are the most powerful uh creatures in yeah. star wars confirmed yeah actually i did see Inconceivably this conceivably so th- this is once again tangential but i did s- there was this tiktok that someone i i'm i'm on star wars tiktok a lot now <laughs> since we made one and this one uh, creator did this really great thing where she calculated she was like padma amidala is the strongest most powerful person in Star Wars confirmed. And so uh-huh. she calculated the amount of force that she, when she jumped in episode two, when she jumps off like that, 
uh, that, like pillar in the pillar thing that gladiator. when they're in the gladiator arena yeah. and she jumps off that onto Anakin's like mount, you know, behind yes. him and just she like calcul- lands straddling the, yes. yeah, she calculates the amount of force that her, you know, pelvic bone uh-huh. would have hit it with. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's, <laughs> it's something like 40,000 Newtons or something, which uh-huh. is like, uh, a million, like so many more times more than it takes to just break your leg. And so That's she's like, so funny. it's confirmed that she is a strong. So I want, th- I want her to do similar calculations, but for Ewoks, because we've seen, right. We've seen stormtrooper armor get broken before and them get knocked out. But like, I want to know how that little bear is. Well, doing and, and it. like, I think I may have even mentioned this before, but Mythbusters did the like two trees ramming yes, into yes, this, yes. the chicken walker thing, like just lifting those trees into yeah. like a, like 90 degree position. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it 10 out of 10. Yeah, and I'm going to give it 10 tons of Ewok strength. And there we go. We did our first one of the year. Yeah, right. Our first revisit of a Star Wars movie. So I think we're still good on our Hesui scale calibration. It's it's more yes. the, the ones more in the... The, the fall bottom. and winter of this yeah. year that I think we're going to realize we we did dirty the first time around. Yeah, we wanted to start strong because we know for sure this is a 10 out of 10. So yeah. do you want us on the internet? If you do, go follow us at House Star Wars Visit on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. TikTok. I'm trying to game the algorithm to get new followers. and Maybe, maybe some do of them- a TikTok that's just... I think I am going to post one about the Darth Vader theory I have to see oh, if anybody yeah, else has like already that. said that. Um, but it's fun. It's dumb. Uh, you know, we're having fun over there. Go check it out. And Email us at a good podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from people. Um, yes, please. Tweet at us. Instagram at us. Um, yeah. You should also give us a review for God's sakes. If you haven't already. <laughs> and if you have, then steal someone's iPhone and do it yeah, on theirs. Steal. Please steal. <laughs> please steal for us. Please. What else? Anything else? I think. Oh, I. Oh, gosh. When is this? This is February. February. It, it won't be done by now, probably. But um, I am in the middle of um, shooting and editing a new toy making video. So hell yes, that's maybe something to look forward to. Hell yes. Um, cool. So, and I have nothing else going on except this show because I'm unemployed. Anyway, Hi-ya! so. Hiya. Uh, let's see. We should. It's just time for tell you bye bye. Yeah. Oh, man, my unit of measure should have been tobacco depictions. <laughs> um, well, we'll, yeah, it, we'll, it is about time for Tubby Bye Bye. Okay, well, then, like we always say, we, we love, love you, and, and may the, the fourth, fourth be with you. With you. <laughs> I wanted to give him a little kiss. A little kiss for the listeners. Bye. Bye. <laughs>I was going to say this earlier when we were talking about special edition stuff, but like since it's passed, I don't want to, we don't have to put in the podcast, but the fact that they use the same, it's like they've changed so much stuff and they use the same Ewok eight times and it's the exact same recording. Like it's like a thousand. And I'm like, what you didn't, you couldn't have gone back and changed those. Yeah. All right. Anyway.